0: You're listening to The Private Citizen, defending your right to have something to hide, episode 69. 69, dude, for Wednesday, the 12th of May, 2021. The Contraband Corned Beef Sandwich. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. My name is Fab, coming to you live from the city of Dusseldorf in Germany. I hope I pronounced corned beef correctly there i just i was i was reading it and i was like how do you pronounce that again um yes 69 it's episode 69 as usual uh, streaming this live on twitch and there's already people being excited this episode 69 as <laughs> they should be um yeah Here we are. Um, Tonight, as is probably not apparent, or today, depending on where you are, of course, the magic of podcasting, um, as is not apparent by the title, we're going to be talking about the uh, the Gemini uh, protocol. Um, I'm going to explain how the episode was titled a bit later, and I'm going to call it Gemini. Um, I think, so it's an internet protocol. It was named after the spaceflight program by NASA. I think they called it Gemini um, I think that's just what happened like that what the astronauts call it and then that became the official pronunciation although I think the correct pronunciation pronunciation is gemini um, and uh I just want to I think I want I want to go with that um, before uh, we get into the uh the topic there though um I probably should mention uh don't panic don't don't panic um, don't be alarmed i've changed the album art uh, for the podcast and um, I, I hope it's okay to use the photo from a, uh, a leftover photo from a photo shoot for my latest rock album <laughs> um, i can just like that picture and uh, i just i was i i think i needed to make it a bit more i did, did like the newspaper look um but that was also when i you know i I made that when i was going with the in the website was going to be uh i was going to write more on and to public you know a bit more like a publication you know when it had they had the news section um i've i've uh since stepped back from that a little bit because i have very many um places to write on, on in the on the web already they're all linked on fab.industries in case you're wondering but yeah so i i, I you know back down from that a little bit and i thought and i need something that's a bit more recognizable when it's small so so i hope that works i hope people like it um, as usual of course uh, go to private citizen.press that is the domain for this show and there you will find show notes uh, with everything 'm um, I'm, I'm talking about and uh, which tonight is Gemini, so uh, let's let's get into that right away. So Gemini what what is what is Gemini? Gemini is something I've been playing around with lately um, for a few weeks now. I just found this by chance on the internet and it intrigued me. And um it's a very geeky topic. Um so it will appeal to some of you. Um but it also has implications to um what the uh you know uh, into what the prime applications into uh, I I need a I need I need a little bit of wine here, I think. Um it is appropriate for what we are talking about on this podcast. Um it, um, because the, the way it's structured is very like it's privacy oriented, it's security oriented, and it's, I think very OTG, but I'm going to explain at the end, um, how it all fits together and why, why I was talking about on, on this podcast, just sit back, relax, maybe may have some red wine. I, was, I think red, red wine works, um, with this topic, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> the God of tits and wine that's me. Uh Turian Lannister. <laughs> God, I'm watching Game of Thrones right now. I love that man. Uh, Peter Dinklage is amazing. Peter Dinklage. For our American France, I just call him Peter Dinklage because I think I think that's what he's really. <laughs> anyway, he's he's amazing. He he's he's, uh, he's the best. Yes. Um, so uh, I don't have I don't have the tits here right now. <laughs> because uh, the tits have to be in the next room. That would be a, uh, a gross toss violation on Twitch. And uh, I mean, I, on the podcast, you, you could see them. So that wouldn't make any sense. But I've got wine. So get yourself wine or whatever you like to drink. You know, non-alcoholic grape juice, a tea an Earl Grey. Just settle back and listen to this. Listen to this story. Because I think it's, uh, it's very, very interesting. So Gemini is an internet protocol, an alternative internet protocol. And it's named Gemini after NASA's space flight, space flight program, Gemini, or Gemini, as I said, I'm going to call it Gemini, um, that, was, uh, that sat between the Mercury and Apollo programs. Now, the Mercury pro- program, many people don't know about it. Everybody knows about the Apollo program. Uh, because of Apollo, Apollo 11 and Apollo 13, that's when they went to the moon. And uh, Mercury was kind of the first steps. And Apollo was the in-between. Uh, Apollo was the first time they had like a capsule um, and they had two astronauts and they got them into space and they did like EVA and spacewalks and stuff. It, it laid all the groundwork um, for the Apollo program and was was quite a lot less complicated Um They spend like I think at most uh, fourteen days in space uh, because they, uh, you know, they they were they were planning for the eight day moon mission thing. But um, I think they had originally planned to do um, to fly to to orbit the moon um, with Gemini. Um, That's why the project uh, Gemini, the uh, the protocol is uh, at a at a a website called. uh, circum, circumlunar.space. I think it's gemini.circumlunar.space. Anyway, so that's the naming. Why is it named like that? Because it kind of fits in in the hierarchy of web protocols. It fits between Gopher, which is a, a, a pure text protocol, and the web, the, the World Wide Web, uh, www, as we know it. And it's also an in-between step. It's much closer to Gopher than it is to the web. Um so that's why it's named that. And that's also where the name of the episode comes from. Uh, as you heard before, it's called the Contraband Corned Beef Sandwich. And this is something I learned uh, in, uh, in, in researching this, uh, this podcast. You always uh, learn something new when you do something like this. So I learned that there's a famous sandwich. There is a um, corned beef sandwich that uh, John Young, uh, so Gemini three was the first man Gemini mission with, uh, John Young and Gus Grissom and, uh, John Young, uh, they will, he was a bit of an outlaw. I think, uh, he, uh, smuggled a, um, a corned beef sandwich in his spacesuit um, on board of the ship. And, um, I'm, I'm reading this here from space.com. Um, uh what what is it grissom asked corned beef sandwich young replied where did that come from grissom asked answered young i bought it with me let's see how it tells how it tastes smells doesn't it grissom tasted the sandwich but quickly announced he would stick it back in his pocket because it was starting to break up young suggested the sandwich was a thought not a very good one replied grissom uh pretty good though if it would just hold together, so <laughs> you see, we're like we're like among the first people in space, <laughs> and it's like they they the flag is bolted together, a capsule, and one of the guys just smuggles the sandwich, uh, contraband sandwich up into orbit. I think that's that is pretty amazing. Um, that's pretty cool. Uh, anyway, that's why I called the episode that now um i have to step back here a little bit because i mean i don't know it's, it's you know with podcasts you know you put them out there and it's hard uh, to kind of gauge your audience uh, you don't really know how many of you there are i'm pretty sure it's between three thousand four thousand by now who listen to this um but now that it's on the no agenda stream who the fuck knows <laughs> hello no agenda stream by the way um yeah so uh, who knows And you also don't know much about your listeners, uh, unless they write in, which is why I always solicit feedback uh, to learn more about you. Because I want to kind of tailor my my content to what you like, um, which is the the much harder when you do it like me. When you do like, okay, let's not track anybody on the website. You know nothing. I know nothing, Jon Snow, uh, about anybody of uh, any you know people's even age, gender. I have no. I know nothing. (laughs) Um so but I'm guessing that a lot of you are geeks and nerds and quite a few probably uh, came across from geek news radio or linux outlaws like previous podcasts of mine. So for you this will not be surprising but I guess I have to explain this to some people who might be completely new and who might be like normal people who are listening to this. Um to most n- normal people and I say that that's just a, you know it's something you know people out on the street non geeks to most non geeks uh, the internet and the World Wide Web, you know, the WWW in the web address, is the same thing. Um, they don't differentiate between uh, the internet, which is a global network of computers, which was originally built by the by DAPA, which is you know part of the U- United States Department of Defense. Um, that's the network of computers, right? And then you, those are just machines that are connected together. And they all, you know, they they all have certain technologies in common. And today, pretty much anybody uses like these IP stack technologies, right? So it's a a stack of technologies, you know, there's TCP, uh, there's UDP, there's all these kind of different layers and different technologies. But on top of that, you can have different protocols, but people generally don't know that Um, they think everything is the web as in uh, HTTP, right? The HTTP in a web address in the beginning, that's that's the protocol. So, well, now these days, it's mostly HTTPS, which is, you know, sec- is HTTP secured with SSL or TLS these days? Um, kind of uh, secure uh, HTTP. Um, I mean, if you're a bit more advanced, you might notice that there are other protocols. There's FTP Right, you can use FTP over this. I mean, there's a lot. Like you know, back in the day, there's peer-to-peer uh, protocols like um, a BitTorrent or you know Skype. Back in the day, stuff like that. Um, so people kind of have heard that there's different protocols. But when it comes to like showing, what, like getting websites, you know, text on the on in the browser, uh, people think of the internet as being the World Wide Web. So the World Wide Web is the collection of websites. Uh, that are served over http on the internet now uh, there was another protocol even before the web even before http there was gopher Um, for a short time though those two were rivals and then the web quickly took off and go gopher went nowhere Uh, gopher gopher is still around and you can still use it but i was never really interested in it now gopher is completely text it's like just just it's not web pages as you know them. It's just text documents, pure like text files. Um, it's a protocol that serves text files over the internet. Um, and why am I telling you this? Because Gemini, sitting between Gopher and the web (HTTP), uh, Gemini is very much like Gopher. Um, it's it's very much like Gopher. It's a little bit like the web. Gemini is a um, Protocol that serves text files. It only serves text files, um, and these are, um, you know, these these are a bit more formatted than Gopher, where Gopher is pure text files. Uh, Gemini is a bit more um, detailed, and we'll we'll get into. Um, well, I can, you know, let, let me get into what what that means uh, now. Um, so. Gemini um, websites, or as they're called capsules, you know, they have all these space terminology, they're called capsules. And there's a, there's a search engine that's called Capcom, because, you know, that was the NASA, was the dude at NASA talking to the astronauts in the capsule, you know, capsule communications, Capcom. Um, and these are text files, as in they're text files, but they're more like, you know, markdown files, they're not, it's not completely markdown, they use a a syntax called Gemtext, which is very much like Markdown, but a lot, a lot more simplified. It's it's pared down. It has no inline styling. It well, it has no styling at all. This has no underline, no italics, no bold text, and it has no inline links. Um, if you have a link in, you ha- can have links. Um, it's not like Gopher, which doesn't have links. Like you have to copy and paste any everything. It's like HTTP in that it has links because I think um, the designers of Gemini, which is new, Gemini was like designed two years ago, I think, Um oh, it's still being designed, but that when it first came out. Um, it um, I guess lots of people learned about it at Fostem this year. I didn't see that talk, so I, I, I hadn't heard of it. I just found it by accident. Um, but it's, you know, they realized that what made the web take off was links, you know, the documents interlinked, that, that was the thing. Um, so it has links, but they have to be on a on a separate line, and uh, there are different mark uh, syntax are Markdown. They're like preceded by like a an equals uh, sign and an arrow, like a square bracket. So it makes like this this double line arrow. Um, so it has that, and it doesn't have much else. Now the interesting thing about uh, Gemini is that the which is something you will have to get used to if you're used to the internet, uh, well, the internet, the web. See, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it wrong as well. Um, uh, with Gemini, the client, the user's client, the browser, so to speak, um, is, is responsible for formatting the page. It's responsible for the way the website is presented to you. The... Person who creates the the site or you know runs the uh, the, the server it, it's being served from has no control over that. So there's no um, there's no fonts for example, right? The client decide what's font, what fonts to use. Um, the there's no you can't have like line breaks. Basically in gem text, a paragraph is a single line. So you write a continuous line, and if you put a line break in that's like one paragraph, Uh, but you can't, you can't put any additional line breaks within that. Like you can't, you you only have paragraphs, right? You have single lines, uh, and, and, and you know, if they're long, if there's several sentences, they'll become paragraphs. Um, so you can't, you have no control over that at all. Um, you have no images, like embedded images. You have no videos. The only thing you can do, um, is ASCII art. So, um, you can do that. Um, I'm actually wondering, I'm, I'm on the wrong side here. I've put a picture in the show notes. Um, I have my own Gemini capsule. This is Gemini, which I'm just typing in dot fab Um, and, um, so you only have like, you only have ASCII art, right? That's, that's the only thing you can do. Uh, because what you can do is, um, what it has in common with Markdown is you can have preformatted text. Right, so you can have um so you can put line breaks in that and you so that that's how you you have like a block of pre-formatted text, and um that's how you do uh, ASCII art if you want to. It has block codes as well, um if you if you want to do that. Um now that's all um you know, you, you can't have any pictures or videos. You can link documents, like you can link pictures, you can link videos, they're just not shown. On the page, right? You, it's a link that you can click on, and then it opens in a. It's on tab or downloads uh, the file. Um, it's Gemini itself is not very uh, well suited for big downloads because the, it only uses UDP connections. And if you don't know, um, so on the web, there's on, on the internet, there's two, and on the web, there's two um, common. Technologies uh, that are used to have connections to websites, TCP and UDP. TCP keeps track of a connection. It builds, like if you connect to a to a web server over TCP, it builds a session. It builds a connection with you and then tracks you. Right. So if you download a file over TCP, um, it kind of there's some state tracking. Like so if it's a big file which is separated into you know data packets, you can it tracks like which packets it has gotten, and it like your your client will tell the server. Uh, so I got these parts of the file, and then if, if you lose some because the connection is, is unreliable, then it can recover from that. Uh, UDP is just sending out a, the the packets just get sent from the client to the server, just always single packets. So there's no real tracking if they get lost. Um, UDP is generally used uh, with other technologies, you know, when you have like, um, you know, like uh, audio uh, stream, if you have streaming, right, where it's not important if you lose a certain packet in between, it's more important to have a real time connection. That's when UDP is is used. Gemini uses it because it's very anti-tracking. It doesn't want to build a connection between the client and the server that is Uh, maintained where the server knows what you're doing it's just always single request that's why it uses udp and that's why long downloads are a problem because if you download a file and your your connection gets interrupted basically if it loses one packet within that and the packet is irreversibly lost Um, like udp packets it doesn't matter if they come in you know, if one's delayed or a few are delayed because they're all numbered as well. So you can kind of, you can rebuild the file from that. But if a packet is like irreversibly lost, then you have to restart the download, um, which if you do not have a stable internet connection, a very fast internet connection means that, Gemini, mean, you can't really, it's, it's not, the protocol is not good for downloading large files. That's not, um, was it, what, what, it's about. Um, and as Mode 7 says in 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 Twitch chat, um the old web before annoying tiled gifts, yes, this is very much the old, old web. Uh, Gemini looks like the web before I was around. So I was I joined the the internet and the web uh, in 98, which is pretty late, considering that I got a computer in 89. Um but my parents uh didn't want they didn't want to have an internet connection where uh, they had to hang up the phone to go on the internet. So they had to wait till ISDN uh, happened. Um, so I, and I had to wait till ISDN happened. So I got so I got an internet connection. Um, so I don't remember that web, but I, I, I know that there was a web where, you know, it Gemini looks very much like that, except there's no pictures. Like on the web, there were pre- pictures pretty much from the beginning, right? But um, it was, uh, it's, it's very, very old school, which is one of the things that... Um, That uh, appeals to me. So Borklet asks, what happens if pages do not fit into a packet? Can it lose part uh, of a page? Um, I think I actually don't know that. Um, I would assume um, that, yes, it could. um, But these are very, very small. They're just text, right? They're, like, incredibly small. They're just a few kilobytes um but um yes i guess it, i guess it could um but i haven't seen that like i haven't seen like a page load uh like partially um i mean you with udp you know you can number the packets but you don't know how many there are so if like if you if you let's say theoretically at a very big page and it would I don't know if it actually does this, but if it would separate these into like four packets, right? If you get packet one, two, and four, uh, your client knows that you're missing three and can reload the page. If you're getting one, two, and three, it has no way to know that there's a fourth package, a packet that was sent from the server. Uh, but I think these are pretty much um, contained in one packet, um, but I, I don't know. Um, i mean it does it I, I mean it builds it's like so gemini is by um is always uh tls encrypted so it it kind of i don't know does it build it no it it it's it, yeah it just uh negotiates the encryption and then just sends random udp packets i think um so I don't know what I do know what's very interesting is that uh, Gemini pages are evaluated line by line that's why it's um that's why it's a line everything's a line right it just evaluates a line so if you have a uh if you have a paragraph of text another paragraph of text a link and a paragraph of text it evaluates a paragraph of text goes on evaluates a paragraph of text Evaluates the next line and then sees okay, there's like a, it starts. That's why the line has to start with like the um, equal sign, square bracket close um, because it it then not square bracket pointy bracket the the, the tag bracket whatever that is called. Um, what's what's that bracket called <laughs> anyway? So it it starts evaluating that line. It sees oh it starts with that starts with the link symbol, so the two characters, so I know this next thing is going to be a link, um, which is which is very, very interesting. Um, BBSs were like that, all text, no pictures. we were dreaming about a BBS with pic- pictures at the time. yeah, I mean that's BBS is, is a good uh, example of another technology that you know was served over the internet, and which is still around these days as well you know that's that's like other protocols I don't even. Specifically, no, because I never really used that. But that's kind of the same thing, right? It's its its own protocol served over the internet. Um, So yeah, but the very interesting thing—the thing that makes Gemini most interesting to me personally, and I think to the um, to what we're going to talk about later—why it's interesting for this podcast is that it is not, and by by design, not extensible at all. Right? You got that. The text features I just described. That's it. Like you can't extend that. There's no scripting. You can't nothing. Like it's only text. There's there's no way to like send you an exploit. I mean, well, no. I mean there there's probably there's always a way to send you, there's always an exploit somewhere, but it's a lot harder with the, the, than with HTML, right? Because HTML. Uh, and HTTP and the, the web is so powerful, um, and, and got so much adoption because it is so powerful because it's extensible, right? It's, it was designed as a protocol to ser- serve text, um, but it can be extended. So you can, you can, you can put text in there that is interpreted, interpreted as code, right? That's how JavaScript works, um, where you send, um, a, a collection, you know, a a, a paragraph of text uh, over the wire, and then your browser gets that, and your browser goes, oh, it starts with script, like in those brackets, um, starts with script. So the stuff in the script tag, we're actually not going to present that as text to the user. We're going to put that, take that into our JavaScript engine and actually execute that as code, right? That's what makes HTML so powerful, but it also makes it dangerous um, because it inter- intermingles content and code, and Gemini doesn't do that. Gemini only serves text, and it cannot be uh, extended at all. What makes it also interesting for this podcast, one second, ah, I had to um, wet my whistle there. Um, what, it, what makes it also interesting for the podcast is that um, it has no state tracking. I mean, it has no scripting, I talked about that, but it also has no state tracking. Um, There's no cookies, there's no persistent connections. Um, It actually turns out, uh, as uh, my good friend Jonathan, who hadn't heard of uh, Gemini, but I told him about it because he's kind of a web guy, um, uh, jonathanmh.com, if you want to check him out, Um, I do another podcast with him uh, called Escape the Talk Show. Um, at escape the talk. Show. Anyway, um, so I was talking with him about this and he's like, oh, I figured out there's actually state tracking. So he found it like a blog post by somebody. Turns out you can actually like shoehorn it in if you, because it's all TLS encrypted, you can um, kind of track the certificate somebody's using and you can kind of shoehorn it in that way. But like generally Gemini doesn't have, doesn't have state, which means you can't do web apps. Like you can't do complicated web apps, um, but which also means there's like no way really to track users. Um, it's also TLS encrypted by default, so that's cool. Um, so basically, the only thing you can track if you just track, okay, let's let's say if you're an ISP, because it uses DNS, right? It uses all it uses the IP stack, so you can, like, if you if you if as the user you. Um, Send off a request of the Gemini protocol, you have to be aware that somebody will be able to read the page you're loading right to get like the the url you're loading, but that's it. I can't see any of the content they can't anything see anything you're sending of course that will not be much because it's not it's not like the web where you know uh they only had get requests as well, but like to send then they then they shoehorn state in with cookies and then to make uh the the user's client the browser sent the server some stuff they actually shoehorned it into the get request so you can put data you can send the get request with data in it, which you know always i mean i'm I'm into web programming and stuff like that and it that always when I think about that makes my head hurt because it's a get request but there's also post requests i know but like you can you know you can, you shoehorn a lot of data into the get request um And um, uh, Mode7 says, so you could root Gemini over Tor. Uh, I guess you could. That's the thing I haven't thought. See, this is why I love having a live live feedback here via Twitch chat. I would have never thought about that. I I guess, yeah, I I don't think there's anything preventing you from it because, you know, it uses the normal IP stack. Um, It really, anything that just roots the traffic doesn't care right it's like only the url starts instead of https colon slash slash it starts with gemini colon slash slash so yeah you could um so uh where was i that's that's the downside to this thing i forget where it was um yeah, so it, it, it has no state tracking. You can't you can't track people with it. It's like it's like really bulletproof because it's it's encrypted by default. It's not like I mean the the you know, anybody listening in UISP would get, get the URLs you're you're calling. The guy who runs the server, of course, um can track your requests. And they can kinda um they, they see what IP the requests are coming from, they can track that. Um but it's not like it's not like HTTP where they where they have a session, right? Where they actually where it's it's implicit in the protocol that you're being tracked, which is kind of the point. Because if you're building web apps, you kind of you, it's not a bad thing in that in that respect, right? You want to build a session. You want like you know you are on a shopping site. You're on a, on Amazon. Um, uh, you, you want to be logged in, right? You want to be uh, able to click on on a page on a product and then. The page loads, reloads, and then you you click on buy, and then it ends up in your shopping cart, right? You can't do a shopping cart without session having a session and having this kind of tracking. Um, um, you could run against poor network quality and being UDP. You may have to reload a little more often to get full pages, but who fucking cares? Yeah, I think these days, I mean, these things are so small. Um, I don't, you know, these pages are so small. I think. I, you'd be hard pressed to have that shitty a network connection these days. Um and it's just it's like UDP, right? You'll have to there's like some some inherent uh margin for error there that you just have to be aware of. I mean if you're if you're running like streaming, your your client does that for you, but um I don't know, maybe maybe a Gemini client could also like do that. Maybe I mean it could like load the page three times in the background and just compare it and I'll show it to you once. Um, oh, uh, Moten says, I mean, over Tor specifically, um, yeah, although, um, if you root, you, I don't know this at all, like, if you root UDP over Tor, yeah, I guess, I mean, there's no state within the Tor network either, is there, um, so you could lose some package there, packages there, but I think Tor is pretty, like, it was pretty reliable in that way as well, right? It's just it's just slow. Yeah, that's maybe why you have to reload because some like um, actually have to look into. Um, sometimes you have poor relays and shitty exit nodes. Yeah, actually, I'll, I might have to look into this how this actually works like uh, on a packet level. I actually haven't done that that much research. Um, you're calling me out here or something? Um, that that would be interesting. Uh, I'm I might look that up and uh, update you on a on a further episode. But anyway. Um, Gemini is pretty cool. Um, it's of course, it's not meant, well, not of course, but it's not meant to replace the web. Um, it's um, it's meant to be consumed alongside the web, right? The Gemini websites, or as they're called, capsules, um, are meant to be consumed alongside the web. So at this point you might be, uh, interested in how, how, you, how can I get, like, how can I read, um, the Gemini space as it's, as it's called, that's like the collection of Gemini websites or capsules, the Gemini space. How can I, how can I read, how can I, how can I get this, these websites? How can I be part of this? Well. Since um, no, no web browser, normal web browser, currently supports the Gemini protocol, uh, you will need uh, a dedicated client. Uh, luckily, there are a ton around, and they are, they are pretty much all cross-platform, at least the desktop ones. Um, I haven't used it on iOS yet, I don't, or on my test Android phone, um, so I haven't used it on Android and iOS. There are clients for both. Um, I use currently on the desktop, I use a client called Lagrange, Lagrange, like, you know, the Lagrange point, they all have like space related names, which is pretty cool. I'm a space nerd. I like that. Um, it's a pretty nifty, um, uh, GUI client. It looks like a, like a basic, basic web browser. Um, it's pretty cool. And on, um, on the command line, specifically on my Linux machine, I use Amphora, um, which is a command line client, which looks amazing. Uh, very old school in uh, old retro term. Um, I, I love, is that, wow. I, always, I can never, I can never say uh, the name of that terminal client. Uh, is it cool retro term? Uh, yeah. It, it then ramped it at some point. It's called cool retro term. Yeah. That's the one I use. Oh, that's amazing. That like, um, uh, M4, and that looks amazing. Because, of course, uh Gemini is is very, 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 oh, God, need more wine. It's very well suited uh to be consumed over the command line, right? It's just text, and it can be formatted. Because it doesn't have line breaks, it doesn't matter how wide your terminal is, right? Your client can decide that, and M4 is, is very cool. Um, so, so it works really well. Uh, Gemini works really well over the command line. So, if you're a real nerd and you like to do that, um, it's um, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's you, you'll love that. Now, um, Gemini URLs they look like normal URLs uh, except they don't start with HTTP or HTTPS colon slash slash. They start with Gemini colon slash slash. Now. Um, the way this works is if you in um if you're in you can actually link from gemini websites to the normal web uh, so i on um on lagrange it actually gets like the gemini links get a different icon than the web links which which is pretty cool because of course it recognizes the protocol um it, if you just have a web link uh in Lagrange and you click on like onto the normal web and you click on it it opens a tab in your default browser uh, which is which is pretty cool and actually on um, on, at least on Firefox uh, this is something I didn't I wasn't aware of this is another thing Jonathan uh, told me but like uh, on Firefox because Firefox has like you know this Gemini schema, as they call it, URL schema, is not like official. But on Firefox, you can just like if it, it encounters a schema you haven't it hasn't seen yet, it asks you like what client do you want me to open this with? And it actually, if you have Lagrange installed, and you click on a Gemini link, um, then it will just uh, offer that already. So you can just click on that, and it'll it'll open that in 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 Lagrange, uh, which is. Which is pretty damn cool. Um, I really like that. Um that works really well. Um so uh yeah that's how you that's pretty easy. You install a client and then you find this, you know, you have to go to some URL, you know. Um some clients come with like if you go to Gemini dot uh dot space, there's there's a lot of uh interesting Stuff on there is like uh, intro- introduction to the Gemini protocol, and they also have a lot of links to software. And there's also some aggregators. There's a search engine, uh, .info. Um They have aggregators. One's called Capcom. Another one's called Spacewalk. Uh, lots of ASCII art, uh, of course. And uh, yeah, uh, that's 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 how you get there. Now, uh, how many sites are there currently? It's kind of hard to know, but it's it's small. Like, this is the indie web. This is the small web. Um, as we are recording this, GeminiSpace.info, uh tells me uh, that there are 262,092 documents and com pages, but they're documents. They can also be, you know, RSS feeds or stuff like that uh, on 979 domains. So they know about, like, the big search engine for the ne- Gemini Space knows about uh, less than a thousand domains and fab industries one of them because i thought this is so cool i want to try this out um and i have so if you want to run if you want to host uh, a gemini website you need a server a gemini server uh, there's one that most people seem to use which is the most linux distributions called AGate. Ag- gate like the um alpha alpha Golf, alpha uh tango echo uh, it's like the, the the gemstone um that seems to be what most people use um there I think that's small enough to run on like there there are several several clients that you can just run on Raspberry Pi if you want to um now i uh, I don't I like to, i I try to get away from servers I manage myself like for some applications uh, those are really good but generally I try to get away from that so Gemini.fab industries um, which actually you can't get to on the web by the way um, that just doesn't like if you if you click on that on the web it uh, it doesn't render um, uh, so I I host mine via a service called source Hut. they have a free um, service you just sign up you get your own capsule your own url um, that you know fab mine's called fab.sh. dot uh, i think what is it SHTSSR.ht is something like that anyway you can they also have support for um, custom urls which is how mine shows up at gemini.fab and fab.industries um and it's pretty easy to publish like basically so I I do my I do my Gem, Gemini I I think this kind of cool. I, I, it's a bit like typecasting, you know, like where they, where people blog uh, by just writing a blog post on a typewriter and then scanning it and just posting the the photos to the web. Um, I kind of like that. Like I I mean there are there are um, page generators, you know, if you want to create a Gemini web page, there are generators for this kind of stuff. Um, Actually, Hugo, which I use for my website because I have a static website as well, does it. You can just go, uh, it's pretty easy, you can just define a different output format and you can just go, instead of rendering this markdown um, to a, you know, let Hugo render it to an HTML file, you can render it to a GMI file. Um, So you can just have Hugo build a Gemini site and then host that of course, the web server you host it on needs to have, you know, needs to be. You need to have a, a Gemini uh, server, which I don't have on my, you know, on Netlify, which hosts fab.industries. Industries. Um, so I don't, I don't have that. Uh, so, so I, I, you source just pages. I just built these pages by hand. I just built these GMI files by hand. Uh, you put them in a folder structure like your normal website, uh, and then you tar. Uh, tar gzip them, tar gz them, and then just upload the um, the tar gz, which is like like my pages. I mean, it's a small page, but it's like nine kilobytes right now. Uh, you just upload that, and it publishes it as your capsule, which which is pretty handy. So um, uh, so that's how you you know how you create sites. I, I do it by hand. Um, it's pretty easy to do in a text editor. It's so easy. Like it's no tags or anything. It's just like. You know, you can do headings, you can do links, you can do block co- quotes. And uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, so you can, you can easily do that by hand. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. And with that, now you know how to read, you know, read uh, sites on the Gemini space. You know how to publish your own capsule. Um, maybe now is the point where I should talk about why you would want to do this. <laughs> So Gemini uh, will never replace the web. Um, It's not designed to and it won't. Um, It probably will never be widely adopted. I hope it will never be widely adopted because its obscurity is exactly what I like about it. Like, I like the minimalist approach, but I also like the people on there. I've been enjoying reading um, capsules in the last weeks um, because it feels like the internet, you know, I, I still... Um, I, I mean, I, I hit this at, I hit the web at the end of this trend in 98, but I still know, like, I still experienced what the web was back then, you know, just generally, I mean, there were, there were corporate websites, yes, and, you know, uh, web apps, uh, web apps, and, you know, uh, web stores and shit like that, but generally the internet, um, even I mean much more before that was just like normal people, you know, like private citizens um publishing websites because they wanted to because they felt like it because they thought it was cool. It was just like personal stuff, it wasn't corporate, and that's what Gemini is right now, um and that's pretty cool, and you know you can't build big web applications, and that's pretty cool, like that in itself makes it special um, in its simplicity. Um, it's perfect for static websites, and I'm a huge fan of static websites. I mean, you, c- you can only do static websites, right? So I-, I love that it enforces that. It's really cool if you want to do, like, a minimalist blog. They call them gem logs. I started one um, on my on my Gemini site. Um, it's just, like, it's a very simple blog, and it just... Um, I, I I love reading these because the fact that you don't have images and you don't have any any stylings and like your your browser shows you everybody's page uh in their own like in in one font that you pick right that that just like focuses the writer and the reader so much on the text that it it's it's very cool it's like the old school internet um I really, really, really enjoy it. I think it's 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 really um it's really pretty cool. So it's it's very cool for that. Now, why is it interesting? I, I mean this is cool, okay. We know it's this is cool, but why is it interesting? Why am I talking about this on the private citizen? Because this is not a you know, it's a show for nerdy people, but it's not for, for, for nerding out because we're nerding out. Um as you know, this show to me talks about very important topics, you know, um, your rights, privacy, everything that's connected to that, uh, civil rights. And Gemini is, by its design, very interesting for the audience of this show because it's secure by default, right? It's Everything's TLS encrypted. Um, the fact that there are no extensions means you can really not render any harmful content on the user's machine, Right. I mean, you could have theoretically. Right. You could own the user's client by you know. Let's. I mean, you could. You, you could put like malicious code into the text, and then the the client renders the text and you know executes that code because there's a coding error in the client. Um, but because these clients. I even like they're not designed to execute anything. They're just designed to render text that is very, very, very uh far-fetched. It's probably something that won't happen. And it's it's so far removed from the inherent insecurity of, of the web. Where because you have JavaScript and you kind of need, need JavaScript, otherwise it's not functioning as 99.9% of all people are experiencing the web and what it's designed for, right? If you have JavaScript, then you always have that. Like, it could it could execute something. It could call something on your system. You're not, like, paying attention. You're downloading the wrong file. Later on, you're executing it, right? I mean, that's... I mean, you could... In, in, in Gemini, yes, there could be a link to a malicious file, right? You, you'd have to click on it, download it, and then click on it later and then of course if you execute that it's it's the same dangers on the web but because it's so much simpler you see the link to the file you see the file you're downloading you're not like you can't be tricked into you know you're done i mean yes you could download a file that's called pdf.exe but like it's a lot harder than on the web where you can have like um websites that impersonate other websites by the very like and they often do that by you know looking like you know you get a you get an email with uh with a link to a site that looks like it's from DHL and then the site looks like it's exactly like it does from DHL and it's like all the images and stuff and everything people are trained on like the look the theme of the website that's that's how they are trained to um see what website it is like on gemini you only have text pretty much every website looks the same so you're much more trained to look towards the url which is you know most browsers prominently uh shown at the top as kind of like the header uh, of the very page Um, it's just like it's it's so much more secure by default which which appeals to me of course because i'm interested in security but it's also private private by default right it respects privacy it's is like it's built one of the tenets of the design of uh, gemini was that you do not have any tracking like you don't ha- you don't have sessions you don't have that ability to track people um, it like the ability of the server to track a user is reduced to its minimum right it, can track, track the request because i mean that's always there you can't get rid of that um but that's it there's no cookies anything like that um and if that ever changed just as like you know if the uh, we we will not have extensibility, like you know, the, the the ability to ex- extend this protocol, if that ever changed, or if the track no tracking by default ever changed, then like Gemini would would use it, lose its whole like reason for being. Uh, it's raison d'être, right? It would it would lose that. Um, so there's really no point for them to Im- implement that. And. The combination of that and the fact that it's pretty obscure, <laughs> which I like, um, just makes it perfect. Like, if you're interested into just into publishing information, if, into exercising, like, your freedom of speech, right? And, um, like, your, uh, if you want other people to be able to consume information freely without being tracked and without being spied upon, then, like... That's that's what Gemini is perfect for. It's like it's like you know, f- the free uh, dissemination of information and access to that information to everybody around the world. That's what we thought. Me back in the day as a kid when I first saw the internet, my mind was blown and I was like, "Oh, like Bleh. that's that's what the internet is." Uh, sadly, the internet turned out to be a uh, get r- overrun by corporate interests and turn into what people like to refer to as surveillance capitalism. Um and um yeah, the Gemini is not that. And because Gemini is so simple and you can't extend it, it's it's highly unlikely that any of these corporate influences will 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 ever happen. Because I mean you can have advertising on the gemini page a text advertising maybe some ascii art right but you can't have like online stores you can't track people like you can't uh, get their personal information um, right? you couldn't have you couldn't have a social network you can't have anything where you can log on like the only thing you can have is like a collection of web pages a collection of blogs and it it just Like, distills everything down to that pure information, which is really cool if you're into information and really shit if you're into propaganda. Well, you could do propaganda, but you know, if you're into like corporate interests, it's like really hard to make money from anything like that. (laughs) Astral C says the GeoCity Times. No, not really, because GeoCity was fucking ugly. And this is actually beautiful. If you like text, if you don't like text, you're a very visual person. It might not be something uh, for you. Um, it's um, yes, of course. I mean, you can have propaganda. You can have, in air quotes, fake news. Uh, you could have that, mm-hmm. but um, it's, it's 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 a lot harder to like sway people. Like you know, if a lot of the uh, modern um approaches to this kind of thing that people are complaining about right the you know when when they were talking about the fake news in the vote leave campaign or the u.s election that's all image-based it's all meme-based it's all like the tiktok video right it's never text-based because um i mean you can do that in text but like i think it's down to the people like somebody who sits down to read like a wall of text is I feel I feel um, inherently more predisposed to just caring about the text and being more critical. I think, uh, unlike somebody who just watches fifteen-second videos and gets all their information from there. Um, <laughs> STLC says Web 2.0 is the disease, not HTTP, HTML, C, but I think I disagree with you on that because Web 2.0 happened because HTML is that extensible, right? That's the very idea about Gemini. It says we're just going to be text. It's hard like, you have to draw a line in the sand. And it's hard to draw that line in the sand once you already have cookies and you already have JavaScript and you already have the ability to log in and build huge web web applications. Once you have all of that, how do you draw the line in the sand if you're doing a protocol? And this guy, some guy, I don't even know, Like, I don't know if anybody knows his real name, the guy who said, let's do Gemini. I mean, it's not that... <sighs> Look, it's... it's it- <laughs> It's not It's not that um, groundbreaking. It's basically Gopher with Markdown. But I think it's a really cool idea. It's like, you, I think you have to try it. I think you have to download a Gemini client and, and see what it looks like to get it. And you might never get it. Um, it's a very geeky thing. I think it's cool, though. Um, I think it's perfect. Um, it's like the perfect OTG publishing tool, right? And it's like you can have right there, if you want an easy gem lock, right, there's websites, like I think gem, gem lock blue or something it's called, um, where basically, um, you get an account. But like, of course, the account site's not managed on Gemini, right? It's, it's managed via a, a web service. But it's basically it's a web service, very minimal. And, and you can publish a gem lock with that. Um, so, you know, you, you can, there can be big sites where people publish stuff, but like it just, because you can't manage this account based thing in the Gemini's way, like this whole minimalism leads itself to just people having a website and publishing their own stuff on their own website, maybe even on a Raspberry Pi in their own network, um, and it's like it's so small that your ISP will never notice that you're running a server, like this traffic going back and forth. Like you're sending like these tiny text packages, right, back and forth that just get drowned out by everybody just downloading everything on Netflix and Spotify all the time and, you know, 60-gigabyte games just zooming back and forth, somebody downloading all the scenery for Microsoft Flight Simulator. Like they never notice your tiny subversive like German package going across the network, nobody will ever notice that. Um, so it's it's pretty cool. It's like um, if you like federated stuff. This, I mean, this is not per definition federated. It's just an internet protocol, but it just it lends itself to this whole kind of thing. I think it's really cool. Um, maybe I'd, I'm just too excited about about some obscure technology, but I think it is really cool. Um, and it has like this old web web vibe um, that I enjoy very much. Anyway, that's it for the main topic. Um, now you know what Gemini is, and maybe you want to check it out, especially if you're a nerd. Um, like, if you live on the command line, this is your thing. You want to do this, right? And you will you will start reading gem logs, and you will be like, "Oh, this is so cool! <laughs> this is like this is like the fucking '80s." Uh, when, when when you were like on a BBS with like the creator of Babylon five, right? Or the early nineties I guess that was. And he was like doing a TV show on network TV at the time when he was like on the message board and like answering everybody's questions. It's so cool. It's like the old internet. Maybe maybe the the, the factor I like about it is uh, so it's just nerds right now. Because nobody else can figure it out. And I kinda hope it stays that way. That's why you know that's why I like that it it's not designed to replace the web and it never can be it's just like a it's a small obscure thing that's just somewhere on the side I think this is the real dark web right fuck the dark web this is the actual dark web this is really really cool um next thing will be usenet revival dude usenet revival all these things are being used you can find all these people. Um right? Just just talk to Steve Gibson from security now. <laughs> he runs all like customer support on Newsnet. I mean people people still I think he maintains a uh a news reader client now because because like somebody like his favorite client, the guy stopped doing it and he's like, I'm I'm running all this on newsgroups. I need to fucking <laughs> save this client and now he's now he's like uh He's like coding this news, group sign, news, news group's client on the side. I, I, I don't know. I think that's what's going on. Yeah, so all, all of that isn't that. You know, surprisingly, um, surprisingly gopher isn't that. Um, yeah, I, I, I do. Like one of the things that, that I really like about Gemini as well is that it's new though. Like that's, a, you know, somebody just went and like, let's do this. I mean, it's nostalgic and it's old school, but it's also like a. It also has like modern ideas. Um, Anyway, I think it's cool. Try it out if you don't want to, that of course. Uh, But I I think it's the perfect OTG publishing tool. Um, But that's it for our main topic. Let's get into the feedback because, of course, we have some. And you can, of course, find all the show notes on privatesitizen.press, which is also where you find a link to the contact page where all my contact options are on. And please, please give me feedback. One thing I want to point out in the beginning here um, is that I don't mind if you're behind on the show, right? I mean, this is, um, I'm recording this on the 12th of May. If you're listening to this of 2021, if you're listening to this in August, 2022, uh, I don't care. I think that's cool. Um, I mean, some of the stuff, you know, sometimes I, I, I tackle um, recent news events, like, you know, when when somebody gets hacked, although even there, I'm often a bit late. Um, but, you know, the coronavirus coverage stuff um, was all pretty much, uh, you know, breaking news kind of thing, as you can be on a weekly podcast. But, you know, even that could be interesting a few years down the line. So I don't care when you're listening to this. That's that's the beauty of podcasts. Uh, please don't apologize. And um, please also send me feedback. Like, late feedback is very much appreciated. Um, as one listener recently taught me on Patreon, the problem is, which is a good problem to have, that I only want to listen when I can really pay attention to the show. That is indeed a high praise. There's very high praise for a podcaster. So I I, I understand that. And I understand that people are behind. Uh, I'm weeks behind on no agenda right now, which I'd like to listen to, but sometimes I just like have too much writing to do. Like you can't like one of the things you can't do, which is a bane of my life, um, uh, this is a huge problem I have specifically with my lifestyle, is you can't write and listen to podcasts. Um, so yeah, I understand. I just want you to know that late feedback is also appreciated. And um if you write me feedback and you say oh I'm sorry I'm way behind this is like for an episode that was half a year ago I don't mind don't don't apologize uh, just tell me which episode it was so I can I can refresh my memory before I read your feedback that would be uh, important. Uh well well we have some feedback to the well both of the feedback I have today is to the uh, for the most recent episode which was 68. Uh, um, where I talked about, uh, you know, uh, truth. Uh, most, uh, I mean, the episode was titled. I have to look. I'm, I'm, I have to look this up now. Oh, I can't, because my Hugo server isn't running. I'm actually, uh, I'm, you know, the show notes obviously aren't published when I'm recording this. Um, so I, have, I run like a, a, a Hugo server, and I had to reboot my uh, system because, of course, uh, Patch Tuesday happened um and so uh the 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 page that i was working from was still in cache on firefox i think but anyway i'll have to look at uh, episode 68 um who gets to decide the truth um i talked about uh what did i talk about i can't remember this what this was just last week um well basically you know uh, fake news i'm just looking this up fake news um uh, Le- legislation. And the problem with that being that who decides what's true and what's not. Anyway, we have two comments on this uh, episode. The first one's from Yevgeny Kuznetsov, um, who says, um, basically, well, this is on the last show, but generally, we, ha- we have had this discussion in the feedback segment, uh, this ongoing discussion about religion. And uh, Evgeny says, "I think Fab's take on religion is rather close to mine, which is best described with an analogy usually misattributed to George Carlin. I thought this was from George Carlin. Who like my problem here, uh, Evgeny? Is who is this quote actually from? I could probably look this up. Um, religion is very much like a penis. It's okay to have one, and if yours is big, good for you. But it's impolite to go waving it in the street." And don't you bloody dare to try shove it into my child. I think that is very apt. I wonder if, uh, if I look this up, if I Google this, if the internet can actually tell me who, who uh, wrote this. It's all over the internet, uh, apparently. I wonder if the top hit on Google is actually the guy. No, it's not. Um... So who actually said that? Okay, let's look this. Oh, well, I was looking for penis because uh, this, this huge, I found this huge page of quotes. i wait George, George Carlin. Uh, no, we don't know. I don't know. Uh, Nope, can't. Why can't I find this? Why does Google link me to a page and then, like, the fucking thing I'm looking for is not on there? Ah. Probably because there's so many quotes that, like, the, the exact sentence I search for is, like, in that page, just over, like, distribute over 300 quotes. Anyway, we don't know who sent that. Um... But it's uh, it's very apt. I agree with that. Um, yes, thank you, Evgeny. Uh, Barry Williams also commenting on episode sixty eight. Uh, I do agree with what you said on the truth in air quotes. However, there's one issue, and I find this is, this is a good insight from Barry. I didn't. I, I should have talked about this on the podcast. It didn't occur to me. Anyway, um, there is there's one issue. Science is complicated, and most legitimate scientists will not make clear statements, but rather be more careful with language so they do not say something incorrect. However, pseudoscientists or propagandists can just say what they like. Plus, it can take scientists' time to research and formulate a response, while propagandists can just make up whatever they like. Unfortunately, much of the lay public will not bother to research, right, so they're not listening to this podcast where, you know, do your research. Think your own thought. Like make your own decisions. Think for yourself. is like kind of a tagline. Um, unfortunately, much of the lay public will not bother to research, and they will be more swayed by clear messages than by scientists couching their language to preserve to preserve accuracy. And yes, that is um, essentially what how politics works, like how politicians work. Right? That's they will they will be swayed by clear messages. You know that's. That's how politicians do things. Um, I should have covered this because I, I you know, this, is, this speaks very much to my um, experience when, when I um, go on, you know, um, mainstream media, TV, radio, and they ask me to explain like a very complicated uh, topic, you know, a technical topic, often like, you know, a hacker attack or whatever. They always want these clear sound bites. And they always have a problem. And I I got, you know, I went on a lot of TV shows that they never, uh, uh, you know, uh, they never called on me again. And I'm pretty sure I know why, because I was too obtuse. I was too complicated. Like, they wanted a clear answer. And I was like, well, actually, you know, they're like, okay, so did did the Russians actually hack those servers? Uh, You know. Goddamn Ruskies. And I was like it's you can't really say that because attribution and cyber attacks and you know you can that there, there might be code comments and you can fake them that's when they already turn off you can see it in the like eyes you can see it in the eyes of the bloody news reader fact <laughs> the like, you know agenda guys call them news models, which is very apt you can see them switch off It's just too complicated um so this speaks very much to my um Expertise or my experience in the past. And then the other p- thing with the real scientists will, of course, uh, take time to research and formulate a, spon- a response. I'm talking Sean Connery. Uh, rest in peace. Um, not only scientists, I think real journalists do that too, right? I always had, we always had that problem, not me alone, but like, um, for example, I mean, I now have that problem, and we had it, and my colleague said it when we were working at Heise. When I was working at Heise, right? When, when, when their thing uh, and my thing, by extension, very much is to like know what you're talking about. And 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 it sometimes you know there's a cyber attack and then a cyber attack, hacker attack, a breach, data breach, and everybody writes about it, and all these like other publications come out like. Because the, the goal in journalism, the goal is like you have to be out there immediately, right? You have to be the first. Doesn't matter what's in the story, you just put, put a story out. Go so far that these days they just put like a headline out and then, like, we know nothing about this, more information coming soon. I mean, even the BBC does this kind of shit. And uh, we were like, no, we need to figure out what. Sometimes that takes like a day or two of research, right? when Heartbleed happened, I can remember it was like Heartbleed, Heartbleed happened. And I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to look into this because I was the only one around. And like my editor was, Adrian, she was there. And then like the newsroom guys at Heiser were like, where's the story? Where's the, where's the story? We told you about this an hour ago. We're like, this is very complicated shit. We need to figure out how this, but this is going to take a few hours. No, 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 we need a story now. And the great thing with Heiser was always they, at least as long as I was there. Um, I still think it's like this in some departments. Still, um, the editor in chief of like the, you know, the, the desk, let's say the security desk, right, had the the right to say no. I'm not publishing. We are, we're going to write a story, but it's going to take as long as it takes. We're going to look this up, and nobody does this anymore. And that's like one of the problems with with journalism, and of course with this kind of stuff. Like you know, that's that's why people don't listen to that. Like, to scientists or let's say they listen to the bad scientists you know that's that's like the guys like drosten who i don't like you know with the pandemic we like they're not the guys sitting back actually doing the research and saying well we can't we can't say anything about this we like need a few weeks months to figure this out now they're like oh no i'm gonna start a podcast i'm gonna talk about this and i'm gonna just talk shit even though i'm not i don't even know right i'm I'm kind of qualified by my c v. but I haven't done any research um yeah that's a that's a problem i think barry uh put this very well that that is one of the the biggest problems we're facing and that's why propaganda' is running right now propaganda and p r because there was faster because they can always say something. So I, I've always tried these days. Um, when I was on mainstream TV, I was trying to um, find, like, the middle ground, right? Um, I mean, not with the time to research. That's something you can't compromise on. It's like that doesn't, like, you can't save on on the time if you want to do it right. Uh, but on, like, the complicated um, answer, right? I I'll try to... Find a middle ground where the answer, where you package the answer in a package that they can, um, they can distribute over whatever medium you're, you know, TV, radio, text, whatever. Um, but it's still in its core correct, and that is very hard. That's one of the hardest, like to write like that, to talk like that is that is extremely exhausting and extremely hard to do. That's why nobody does it. But I think you can largely do it. It's just very hard. Um, And that's why I like doing podcasts because here I can just, if the topic needs two and a half hours, we can take two and a half hours and we can sit down. Of course, that doesn't help the mainstream because nobody who has a a life, to be honest, is going to sit down and listen to this. But if you want to, right? If you take the topic seriously, you can. And that's why I always like podcasts, because you can go into the detail if you want to. And you can sit down, you can work it out. And you, have can-, you can have people write in and tell you about the shit you did wrong, and then you can fix it. You can, you can talk about it again for two and a half hours. <laughs> that's what I like about podcasting. Um, or uh, as Adam Curry likes to say, where's this, where's this button? Yeah, it's it's a great time to be a podcaster. And with that, that's the feedback sec- section. That's all the feedback I have for this week. Please, privatecitizen.press, Go there, send me some feedback, even on old episodes. I want to hear it all. Can't promise I'm going to address it on the show. And if you just, you know, if you just want to tell tell it to me privately, and you don't want me to address it on the show, you can just put that in your message, and I will honor that because that's part of my um that's how i understand journalism and how it should work and uh with that let's uh, let's wrap this show up and uh let's talk about some some last important things and let's get out of here Yeah, And those last important things are how how this works. If you listen to this, of course, it's free. um, But I would ask you to toss a coin to your podcaster. (laughs) Um, I do this show by the value for value model, which was invented by John C. Dvorak and Adam Curry on the No Agenda Show, um, which basically says, I'm going to give this to you for free. But I'm putting some work into it. And if you derive value from it, please think about what that value is, right? Is it is it worth as much as a coffee at your local coffee shop? Is it worth as much as, you know, you going to the cinema once a month? I don't know. Um, just figure that out. And if you want to, um, pay that back to me and I, I can keep good doing the show and you can keep receiving the contact content. Of course, it's all optional. I don't want to guilt anybody to do this um if you you know if you feel like you can't or you don't want to it's okay um i'm good but i need to mention it because we have new listeners all the time and uh yeah if you want to do it if you if you want to pitch in become a producer well you're a producer if you contribute um you know feedback as well or send me uh, interesting links or you know give me ideas for future shows that's also part of the value for value model you know People not only being listeners, but they're being producers. But if you want to be a some of like a you know like a TV producer monetarily, uh, help the help the show. You can become a uh, Patreon member. I have a Patreon. It's just an easy service for me. Um, it just it, it it works. You can sign up. You can pick a monthly level. I've got very varying degrees of things you can do. It starts with one dollar. Plus taxes that would apply, of course. And um, yeah, you can do that. Or if you don't want to do that, if you don't want to sign up to a service like Patreon, if you uh, prefer one off contributions, uh, you can use PayPal. Uh, producers at fab.industries is the email address for that. It's also in the show notes. Um, yeah. And if you, if th- that, that doesn't help you either, if you want another, um, you know, if you prefer another method to contribute please please just contact me as well we can I, I'm sure we can work something out and uh, that means I now because I like to credit everybody who's dust us because I think that's that's very important um, I'll now have to do that so everybody who's pitched in for this episode um, the the massive list of people uh, is coming up right away. So, those people are Georges, Steve-Os, Butterbeans, Jonathan M. Heavy, Michael Mullen Jensen, Dave, Shelby Kruever, 1i11g, Jackie Plage, Philip Klostermann, Jaroslav Lichtblau, Michael Small, IKN, Kai Sears, Fadi Mansour, Bennett Piata, Dirk Didi, Joe Poser, Larry Glock, <coughs> need some water here. Larry Glock, David Potter, Matt Jellyman, Martin, Mika, Tobias, Mode7, Dave Amrish, Mr. Amish, Avis, Sandman616, Drive0, Ricky M, Barry Williams, Jonathan Edwards, Rizal, Captain CaptainEckhead, D, Cam, actually found me through the No Agenda stream, and uh, as they point out, I should have noticed by the uh, donation amount, uh, but I didn't because I'm an idiot, but yes, uh, thank you, Cam. No Reply, Rick Bragg, and Ewan Curry. And uh, I'll, I'll have to drink some more water. My voice is starting to get impacted by my uh, allergies. Um, you know, hay fever. Starting to kick in, and the first time... I, luckily, it's not as bad where like my nose is clogged up, but it starts with, like, when I talk for a while, it starts, like, with my voice going really rough. Um, so i have to apologize for that there's nothing really i can well at some point i'm going to start drugging up with with appropriate drug drugs but i have the side effect that they make me like really tired so uh I, I lose uh whenever i whenever i start doing that i lose like productivity which i don't i don't like i've got too much to do as it is <laughs> um yes and uh, i also have some other people to thank Um, because I am streaming this on Twitch, as I always mention, I do this as a live show uh, with video. Uh, There, of course, people subscribe to my Twitch channel, uh, maybe because of the show, maybe because they like the games I stream uh, once in a while. But um, they are pitching in as well, because, you know, uh, Twitch subscriptions obviously uh, give me money as well. And um, so I have to thank my Twitch subscribers, um, which are... Bacon the Pork, Brigadier Sir Nils Olaf, Butter Beans, Flash Gordo, Galteran, Mode 7 is unavailable. Uh, who subscribed for the next four months uh, with Amazon Prime? Just when I started the show. So thank you, Mode 7. Um, Prime, obviously, if, if you have Amazon Prime, you can uh, you have a free subscription, so that's pretty cool uh mike the dane sandman 616 and Echorontas 7 um oh it's the f- it's it wasn't for four it's the fourth month yes i'm an idiot he's been subscribed for four months oh god with prime you can only subscribe for a month and you have to renew it every month right for other subscriptions you can subscribe in advance and i think somebody i was i was confused uh didn't Echorontas do that i think Echorontas subscribed for two months Or maybe it was also what they or she, whoever, was also subscribed for uh, two months. I don't know. I don't know. Thanks to all of you. I appreciate it a lot. Um, What I also appreciate is ByteMark. ByteMark.co.uk because um, they sponsor... Well, yeah, I guess it's a sponsorship. Um, I'm not really a person with sponsorships, but basically they provide the servers and have so... for years ever since linux outlaws um that i used to uh you know they, they were, uh, Byte Marker, they're um, a bytemark.co.uk they're a cloud hoster from the uk and they they uh, give me two servers i use as a, as a cdn um, to send you the audio files which works really well has worked for years and so i'm very thankful to them um, i also have to give a shout out here to uh Raúl Cabezali, who uh, wrote the theme tune for this podcast called Acoustic Roots. And then, of course, we have an outro song, which I'm going to play in a second. And for this episode, it's a song called Dark Outlands by River Foxcroft. I really dig that song. It's really, really cool. And with that, I'm signing off. Um, That's it. I hope you check out Gemini. I think it's really cool. Um, Please comment, send me comments, um, you know private citizen press uh links are there uh, under contact and yeah let me know let me know what you think and um with that i'm out of here and always always remember aim to misbehave